Hey everybody, welcome back to Life Trap. I am Janae, your host, and I am super excited. We have another special guest today, and I have another male. I'm doing my job, guys. I'm finding the males for you guys. So I want to go ahead and let him introduce himself. So please. What's up, family? Justin Jackson, aka the Justin Jack. Um, jack all trades, you know, military veteran, business consultant, project manager, motivational speaker, lover of everything that's black in this world. Right. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm super excited to have Justin in the building with us. Um, not in the building, but he is in Houston. That is where he lives. You say you were born and raised in Houston, right? Definitely. Okay, so he is a Houstonite, um, and I am in Austin, but hey, we're here. We in this thing. So... Okay. I'm excited because I don't think that I've ever talked to a man that has this many things going on that are similar to what I want to do. That makes sense. So you have a nine to five, which is project management, right? Definitely. So could you tell us a little bit more about your nine to five or like what that means? So basically, so basically I'm, I'm a project manager for a medical tech company called the ACI group. So basically the Epic, Cerner, whichever um, system that the hospital use, like our job is to go in and update and reinstall and sometimes install because some hospital systems don't have that. So, so, you know, my job, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know anything about the tech. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really good at managing people and getting people into into the right place to succeed for the overall project. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. See that, that, that's what I want to do. I'm good at managing the people. I'm good at, you know, tech and a lot of stuff. I have a lot of skills, but when it comes to managing, that's what I want to do. I want to just manage everything. Um, so how is your nine to five? Do you feel like, you know, it's hard. How do you find the time to do all of the other things on this list? Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely just, uh, just a balance. Like I, I would be, I would be lying if I didn't tell you I didn't have tough days that mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I don't feel like doing it. But right. I think I think my passion, uh, my passion for for my business and things like mm-hmm. that lets me lets me work on it when I don't feel like it and things right. like that. So no, it's, it's definitely um, my particular job is is definitely it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot at times and especially with the travel and things like that. Right. Um, yeah, I've been in Dallas. I've been in Dallas for going on six months now working. So, so that's, so that's something tough that uh, that I always tell people, you know, if you want to get into this, you know, that may be something you might have to do or, you know, be a different type of project manager to where you don't have to uh, travel as much. Right. So you travel like all over the world to do these same things? Um, uh, mostly, mostly with this, I've been around the country. Uh, I may have a project, say, in Chicago or Minneapolis or Dallas currently. So, so that, so it all depends. Like, I, we do have um, project managers that go overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been overseas a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, so right now, I'm just uh, until until I until as they say, outside opens back up. I, I'm mm-hmm. chilling right that's cool I think that's really cool you have a job that allows you to travel overseas or anywhere yeah because I'm like I've been in Texas that's all I've been um but yeah that sounds very very exciting where okay since you have traveled where was your favorite place that you have traveled oh that's tough that's tough (laughs) great question um 
I don't know. I think I, uh, it's, it's off the top of my head, I would say Egypt, maybe. Wow. Egypt, Egypt probably because I, I, the pyramids, they, it's, it's something powerful to see that, that, you know, what our people has been able to produce that no other civilization has been able to produce at all. Right. It's oh my great God. Edifices, yeah. And to see them, to see them and know that, and to know that, you know, that you can, you know, if you open up your Bible and look at it and they talk about the thing that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right. That's probably my favorite place. Probably the most powerful place that I've ever felt. Wow. I didn't expect you to say Egypt. Like, honestly, I expect you to say something very simple, but Egypt, I, wow. That's amazing. I bet you it was beautiful. Um, So have you traveled like your entire life, even as a kid? Like, has it been comfortable for you or Uh, some? Was it something you have to get used to? No, it was, it's definitely something you have to get used to. One, I don't like flying. Oh, yeah, I, me neither. I, I, don't, I don't like flying, but I've been to 28 different countries. So, wow, oh my gosh! You know, so I definitely, so so I, I've definitely had to fly a lot. I think I think it's something to get it's something to get used to. I think at first you're nervous, um, especially going. Uh, I think my very first out of the country experience was Germany. Um, yeah, so then I was kind of nervous going going over there because I didn't know a lot about Germany at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know, you know, you hear the Holocaust and stuff like that. From yeah. Germany, so that gets nervous. But after a while, you get you get excited to see how, you know, how other people live, like how other people's cultures really are, how their cultures meshes with ours mm-hmm. and that nature. And then my biggest thing is I try not to seem like a tourist. I try to like <laughs> try to make it seem like I know what's going on, even when I don't. So uh, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I know that sometimes when you go to other places, being a tourist is not, you know, the best thing. Sometimes they don't really like those people. Right. Um, but I think that's super cool that you went to all those different places. I haven't. I've only been to Atlanta. That's the only place I've been outside of Texas. So to hear these places, like that's that's a dream for me. Definitely. Um, so you said he said he loves all things black guys, but manifestation of life, love and freedom. What do you mean by that? Uh, you know, just mani- you know, just manifest uh, manifesting. You know, I think I truly believe that you know everything, everything that's uh, it's crazy. I think I've heard Denzel Washington say this: everything mm-hmm. that any idea that you have for yourself that's good, or anything that you want for yourself that's good, it's yours already. Right. So, so everybody, everybody, you know, you have to have the faith, you, you know, the hard work, that's a definite mm-hmm. to get to where you got to go, but then you still got to manifest that you still got to, you still got to say what you want. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and the more you say it, the more you write it down and things mm-hmm. of that nature, you, 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 those things tend to come up and tend to have, tend to happen for you. And right. especially, especially the things that are, you know, that are passionate, that are a passion of yours and, mm-hmm. and anybody. So, I I would I would say manifest uh, manifest like even with love you know hey if you want this particular type of person if you want this particular type of relationship mm-hmm. say it write it down you know right. put it on, put it on your heart put it on your heart you know the you know the Bible says you know as a man thinketh in his heart so is he so, mm-hmm. yes sir you know so you gotta you gotta you gotta put that out there and truly believe mm-hmm. that to become it right right oh my gosh that you and someone else that I had here um, talked about that. You guys were males. And so I wanted to bring that to everyone's attention because I find it very, very difficult to find men that believe in manifesting or even know what manifesting is. Um, 
but would you say that when you are manifesting, you have to keep a positive attitude throughout the entire time? Or do you feel like, well, of course, we know we're going to fall off and have our days, but right. was positivity play a big role in manifesting? Um, I, I believe it plays a role. I wouldn't say a big role because some some days you have these long dog days where mm-hmm. where and then you have uh, you have those um, these Murphy Law days where what could go wrong does go wrong. Right. It, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's a bright spot, but mm-hmm. I think um, I, I I think you know the positivity is one, but I think just just the overall just manifestation is is. If you say, okay, hey, this is my goal. No matter what the day is, I'm gonna, I'm going to try to get to that goal. No matter what. And some days you lose. Some days you have losses. Some days mm-hmm. wins. But I, I think, I think the positivity along with the fight, and sometimes the fight is not too positive. Yes, yes, that's that's good because a lot of people don't understand the fight part of it. They just feel like, oh, I'm just going to go and everything's going to be fine and I'll just stay positive and it'll work out. And sometimes you got to fight through, you know, the anger or the frustration just to get to that other side. So yeah, that that's good. That's really good. Um, and so you said you love all things black. Is that just like, you know, the color black or you are our culture black is what you culture, mean culture to color you see i'm in black right now <laughs> yeah i'm always i always uh, a little nickname that i uh little nickname that my friends gave me in the marine corps because i used to wear black everywhere and they used to call it mr all black everything so <laughs> yes yeah, so all of why what makes because you know we're all black some people don't really even though they are black they don't really claim their culture that much so what makes right. you feel you know, so excited or love for the black culture in that way? Because it's us. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, why, you know, why wouldn't you be excited? Why wouldn't you love you? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's us. It's, 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 it's everything. And then when you look at, we've literally influenced every aspect of the world. That right. We have on. So even if it's um, from music to art, from music to art, to politics, we've had a black president. We've had, we have a, we we have a a black woman as a as a vice president. I think that's yes, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 have way more creatives uh, that are getting a lot more opportunities. Even though I don't think it's still a fair shot just yet, but right. I, you know, you know, we're climbing that ladder and we're climbing the ladders of everything right now. Yes. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for the newer, uh, for the newer generation. Uh, you know, the, um, uh, I, I forgot what they're called, the newer generation that are coming up. Like, uh, mm. my brothers are part of that 19, 20 year olds. Cause they're, they're getting it. I think they're, I think they're, yes. I think they're, they're, they're out, they're out there. They're going to be the ones. They're, yes. they're really going to be the ones. And, you know, I'm excited. I'm even excited for, you know, the older generation as they, you know, as they're actually, as they're going through their process of maturation and, 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 the, and the things that, they're going to pass down to our generation and we're passed down to the next generation. That's, you know, that's all really exciting for me. See, and that's what I wanted to ask you next, because I feel a lot of the generational things that were taught back then were kind of lost within a couple of generations. So my thing is, do you feel like old generation teaching shouldn't have been lost because some things I felt like they should keep to themselves. And then some things I felt like, you know, like the provider part of it or the safety part of it, those things should have been brought 
down, but I don't feel like they are. What is, what do you feel? I feel, uh, I, I definitely, I definitely feel where you're coming from. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel that it all should have been, I think it, it, it all should have been taught. And I think as, you know, as we go along, as we go along and as we, you know, as we develop as more as a society and as a culture and stuff like that, then, you know, we like, okay, hey, we like this. We don't like this. Okay, right. Take this. We're going to take this. Mm-hmm. So things like even, even it's still always say that, you know, I, I take, um, as a, you know, as a man, I take the things that, you know, I liked about my father from mm-hmm. there, things that I may not necessarily, may not necessarily be a, dis, a dislike, but I may not agree with it as much. Mm-hmm. I may put it more in a back burner, but I think to fully develop, everything has to be taught. But I think it's up to the next generation to be like, all right, hey, hey, this is a new time. This is not the 60s or the 70s or even mm-hmm. the 80s. So, the, so that particular strategy doesn't work for us. Right. We have to develop our own and things like that. I think that's how we progress. Yes, yes. Hopefully you guys are taking home these keys because I know some of y'all just took everything that your mom and dad taught you and just used it on your child, even though some of those things you hated when you were younger. So it's it's about being mindful of these things and aware of yourself, aware of you know your surroundings or even your culture or what's going on because yeah, there's a lot going on and a lot that happened in the past, but in order for us to progress, we have to, like you said, take what was good and leave the other things behind. Um, yeah, these are good messages for you guys because, yeah, I feel like y'all need them. Y'all just need them in general. Um, my, my big, big thing. Okay, so you're a man, so you can tell me about this. So we're going to start with J. Cole because you told me that he is your favorite artist. So, um, Main, main is the man. Yeah, J. Cole is, I don't even know. It's like from out of this world. I don't know where he came from, but he is amazing. So this last album, um, Off Season, have you heard it? Definitely. <laughs> He's like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was your favorite song on there? Uh, my favorite song would either probably is a mixture between Amari and My Life wow that is completely different from my mine is the off season i mean the um 100 mil and then what is the other one pride is the devil that is my favorite and that's so crazy yes that song jams but that's what i wanted to talk about because i feel like he made that song for young men to know like y'all need to chill out please chill out and do you feel like pride is the devil is true Definitely. He's always, but you, if you, if you go back historical codes, always mm-hmm. spoken to the young black man, even if you go back, even if you go back to um, born center when, when mm-hmm. he's, uh, crooked, you know, cause, you know, I keep the twisted grill just to show the kids is right. real. You know, it's Every like, you know, line is know, still me. at the end of the day, he has mm-hmm. millions and stuff like that. He has, uh, you know, he does that. I think this, I think this album and uh, this album, I think he just got back to. I think he just got back to, you know, one one to talk, one in the talk more. Like I think, right. I think the last couple albums, you know, it's been with everything going on in the world, it's been more, um, more culture based and more, mm-hmm. you know, you know, more about the struggle what's going on. I think this album, he got back to like, hey, like even though everything is going on, you still got to remember who you are. And, yes. Still for so I definitely like pride is the devil. Well, you know, you got pride is the devil. Um, um, 
G O M D. He taught he he. I love that song so yeah, much. Yeah, you know he's you know he's talking about that. You know you know going out because uh we, we all have those times at times where we want to better ourselves and we go off and we might have to leave the current situation that we're in and go off somewhere mm-hmm. and then when we come back. That welcoming is not as warm. Right and, and thing and things of that nature and then even if you look at Born Center train uh chaining day, mm-hmm. chaining day crooked smile it's all all dedicated to our culture which is amazeballs because right. I mean there's some good rappers out there but they don't really stick to you know what they've been doing and I feel like J Cole he brings bangers and he always brings the beats he always brings yeah. the lyrics it's everything together but. I wanted to talk about Pride is the Devil because after listening to that song, I was like, I kind of thought about it like, hmm, I never thought about Pride in that way. And then the Joe Budden situation happened. Joe Budden has a podcast called the Joe Budden Podcast, and he decides that he wants to fire his co-host on air and that he wants to basically you know get mad at everybody for questioning him even though these people felt like they were partners and that they were all in this together we're all making the profits together we're doing this they questioned him and he felt like it don't question me like and I felt like in that moment that's when pride is the devil kind of set in for me I was like this man has so much pride that he doesn't want to apologize to his friends. He doesn't want to apologize to the women that he's, you know, talked badly about or made, you know, misogynistic jokes about. And I'm like, why does it take, you know, social media to come in for you to apologize? Like, why, why is it that serious? And that's when pride is the devil kind of played a big role for me. Cause I'm like, okay, now I understand what he meant by that. And so I don't know if you know about the whole Joe Budden situation, but in my opinion, I feel like he was unprofessional and prideful. Um, but in that situation, do you feel like he could have done something to handle it better at all? Yeah, I think he could have, I think he could have paid him. Yeah. Paid him first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you can't, you can't scream. And I heard Joe Budden screams and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, all of my people, you know, we're going to eat. We don't have any problems, but, but you're starving. You're starving your people. I, right. I, I, don't, I, I mean, I want to, I mean, off the top of my head, I would say it's for a personal game, but I don't know mm-hmm. what I said, but at the very end of the day, at the very end of the day is, is not only, okay, they're your co-host, but not only, but y'all are friends, they hang out, you know, they, mm-hmm. you know, they do certain things. And my thing is you're willing to tank everything. Mm. to to not you really take everything to admit that okay hey i could have handled this better and things of that nature and after the fact like right, right. he's willing to let it all go for it so yes at, so then at that at that point at that point i think at that point i think at this point for me i think i'm probably done with joe but I, I don't i can't i can't rock with anybody you know if me you, too if you if you do your own people like that you do anybody like exactly that. so that's that was what everybody was saying like okay his little empire that he built is basically falling because you built it up with all these people you made it seem like you were this great person and then turn around this is how you act and you show right. everybody how you act and then try to come back and apologize it's like no that's not how that works and for me one of the lines that j cole said was the aunties and uncles don't want to apologize because of their pride and I was like that's very true a lot of 
people in families and friendships in relationships do not want to apologize for certain things because they feel it's going to make them less than it's going to make them seem weak or like that person won and I don't feel like that is the case I I don't know what advice could you give to someone who is dealing with you know heavy levels of pride really and truly is is really and truly goes down to this it's like um two sayings two sayings obviously the cliche pride comes before the fall and it truly Mm -hmm. does yes you look at all of the great things that fail it becomes um uh, pride came literally right before it yes no you know right before it even uh it's crazy i was just talking to my dad about uh fred hampton and and, um how powerful fred hampton was at that at at his youngest he was Mm-hmm. But you know they tried to get him to lay. You know they tried to get him to lay low for a little while. They even tried to give him a bunch of money to leave mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know a little bit of pride. I think you know the average man would have been more more so like, all right, cool. I got I have a kid on the way. I have a old yeah. Man. Let me chill out. Okay, I'm gonna chill out for a little while for my family. He he was like, nah. He was like, nah. I pledge my life to the people. So that pride mm-hmm. came right before the fall. And right. I think for, I think for us right. I think for us right now. Um, I think for the people, uh, two two parts for the people that are pride or the people that are prideful. Um, at some point, at some point, you got to reflect. At some point, you can't grow. You can't grow if yes. you don't reflect on yourself. Like, okay, hey, maybe I could have did that wrong, and 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 things of that nature. And still, that pride is still even if you reflected and have that, and you still won't, you know, go back and make amends and make it right. You know, that's still a, you know, that's still definitely. Uh, pride and you and you ruin I, I I've ruined I I could be honest hell hell I've ruined I've ruined a relationship or two by being prideful mm-hmm. uh, and, and things of that nature but then too on a on a flip side of that for the people you know that have been hurt for being pride sometimes a lot of times we're gonna have to forgive people for things that they're not sorry for and the yes. forgiveness is not for the forgiveness is not for them it's for you exactly so you know that that's definitely that yeah i pride is probably going to be the downfall of many people but being able to be self-aware and understanding of your own emotions clarity i think that that is where you guys will you know everything will fall into place but when you're kind of like all over the place and you have this big you know macho attitude of or ego about what you want to do or what you don't want to do yeah, it could rub people the wrong way and it could definitely take away a lot of opportunities that you could have had. So just be mindful of yourself and your prideful ways. Um, yeah, that was a big thing. Black men, I feel in general, deal with pride a lot. And I don't know why. I mean, maybe you could tell us why, but I don't know why it's a big thing in our culture, very big in our culture. I think it's a I think it's a big thing in that culture because I think that it's what we had it's what we've had. You know, it's like uh, a, lot of, a, a lot of times, a lot of times you look at the black men and uh, especially in America has been stripped mm-hmm. down to the point to where that pride is all he has and he's not letting that go for anything. You know, and and then then it goes back. Then it goes back. I think the newer generation are a little bit different, but it goes back for millennials and going back. You know, we you know that you know that whole be a man, don't show weakness, and mm-hmm. and 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 that you know, where as men we shell, as men we'll shell up, we'll shell up, and that pride, and that, and that pride, that pride is what 
we feel that pride is what we're feeling protects us. You know, it's like, oh. you know, I'm not going to let, you know, at the very end of the day, I'm never going to let this happen. And that's mm-hmm. the pride, you know, that's the pride. I'm, you know, I'm not going to go back and apologize. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this, you know? And I, and I think, and I think the big misconception is, I think we really confuse pride. Um, I really, we, we confuse pride with strength and, and that's not, and that's not the case. We'll be pride to the point to where we feel like we're being strong. And then, and in turn, and in turn, we're, we're really hurting other people and then you know true strength I always said never hurts it doesn't hurt a soul right so I, I think I think definitely I think once we get out of that you know using pride as a strength and and truly and truly taking and truly taking our pride and turn it into being proud of something mm-hmm. you, know, you know take the pride and turn it to be proud of how far you've come right you know, you know, and and I used to be, and I it used to be me. I used to be really prideful. I didn't want to say anything. If it hurt, I didn't care. I mm-hmm. wasn't gonna let it be known, shown, or whatever. But I had to, as I as I've grown, I've had to turn that uh, turn that pride into me being proud of how far I've come emotionally and mentally. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like emotionally and mentally you know how to? deal with your emotions now or like did it take you some time because i know like 25 maybe guys might start telling people their feelings but guys handle their feelings a lot differently than we do right i i I think i think for me for me personally for me personally it's an everyday battle like i still Mm -hmm. like i've i mean you know 20 something years of doing something a certain way Mm -hmm. and then realize it's a problem trying to change this we're creatures of habit so it's easier it's like it's easier to pick up a habit than it is to break one Right. So I think, I think I've, I think I'm, I've learned a little bit about myself uh, as I've gone on and, and I've tried to, um, I've tried to implement different things like, okay, cool. Like I'm a very logical person. So I may go off and um, I may get into a fight. Uh, maybe we get into a little argument with my girlfriend and then, and then she may want to talk right then and there. But for me, I want to go off and, and I want to put logic behind and see well you know, process what really happened and see if I'm really, um, you know, if it's really, if it, hey, if it's my fault that I do something wrong, mm-hmm. you know, or, or to try to understand where she's coming from. So I think I've done, uh, I've implemented little ways. I think as I as I continue to grow, and I'll find more uh, healthy ways to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I think I've definitely gotten to a point to where I can at least say, hey, this is bothering me. This is why it's bothering me, mm-hmm. and, and move along that way. I feel. That's a lot of men when it comes to getting into an argument or anything. They're just like, okay, hold on, pause. Let me go somewhere real fast and then I'll come back. And for a woman, it's like, we can't handle being away from you for that amount of seconds and dealing with our own thoughts because then we create these other thoughts and these other things that we possibly feel or might be going on, even though none of that is true. But these are the things that we're kind of lingering with until you come back and finish the conversation and then we end it. But yeah, pride can be a very, very big thing. I feel like communication is key to all relationships no matter if it's friends relation relation with a woman man whoever it's very very important that you communicate because otherwise I don't know I just feel like you guys are just there you're not talking there's no point like you're just there um and because your your girlfriend does you know the clarity coaching do you feel because I know you guys are both you know really smart so are you guys kind of bouncing off of each other ideas or you know, information or wisdom that you guys might need? 
Um, definitely. I think, um, definitely that. I think, you know, we're, we have totally, two totally different aspects of upbringing. Oh. And, and, and I think that along with what we've learned and, you know, the formal education and the life education and, mm-hmm. and the growth between that, of course, I think, um, I think she helps me in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. uh, especially on the clarity side and, you know, really, you know, really taking the time for myself and, mm-hmm. and uh, vice versa. I mean, even on the, you know, on the business side and even in life, like, you know, we're, we're it's definitely, I think it's definitely an iron sharpens iron. Right. <laughs> so within you guys' relationship, because I know that, well, I feel that with Black women, trust is very hard to do. Do, within y'all's relationship, is trust easy to come by or did you guys have to like work at it? Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely something that, that has to be worked on. You know, mm-hmm. I think people are different. Like you have, you have certain people that, that, you know, they'll trust you until you give them a reason not to trust you. Right. You know, I, I was slightly different, you know, I'm more so like, you know, I, you know, I'm kind of standoffish until I feel that mm-hmm. you to trust you. Right. That so it is definitely it definitely had it definitely had to be built and it's, mm-hmm. and it definitely and it's definitely still building. It's definitely still mm-hmm. working on. You know, still working on as we continue to learn each other and learn who who each other who we are becoming as 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 um as people and and what our relationship is getting to. I think right. Every step we go, it unlocks a new level of trust. Oh. That's good. That that way that you guys kind of understand that trust and just, you know, that automatic faith in that person doesn't just come off the bat. You got to work at that. And it's something that you actually have to fight for. Because sometimes people will be like, oh, I trust you. And this person does like one simple thing. You're like, OK, I don't trust you no more. It's like, come on. Right. So just be mindful about who you trust right. and the trust that you are giving them and believe people for who they are. Please stop trying to make people something else or make them feel like they should be something else just believe them for who they are okay and it takes time and it takes time like that Mm -hmm. didn't happen overnight and 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 it's different processes it's it's like 10 years down a 10 years down the road 10 years down the road you know you know one of us could be could be on the brink of another change so right so we're slightly become somebody just a little different so then that trust has to has to still like almost in a word update yes Again, like it's like okay cool now i gotta trust this person that you're becoming right and now you have to trust me with being this person that you became right and and that's kind of hard sometimes because i had this conversation with my boyfriend it's like um things change and things happen so you got to kind of evolve with those things otherwise you get to choose you evolve or you stay behind that's that's all you get to choose right and yeah, that's why I say fighting for it because yeah, either you're gonna make a decision to go or you're just gonna stay behind and that's all up to you. So that's how that works. But um I wanna get to the main point of you are you becoming a motivational speaker or is that something that you already been doing? It's something I've been doing. So um um you know I'm an open book. I've had a uh, teenage teenage years you know running the street running the streets from time mm-hmm. to time um uh you know doing uh stupid stuff and things like that I've actually you know I've um you know I was homeless for a little while and things like that so then 
as a teenager. So then I go off to the Marine Corps and then I come home to visit my aunt one day. My aunt is working at this time. She's working for a, um, uh, it's not a, it's not a jail, but it's a detention home mm-hmm. and, um, uh, for juvenile. So she's like, hey, you know, you've been through a lot of what these kids are going through. You know, you could come talk to them. Mm-hmm. And I think at this time I'm 20. Uh, I think I'm like 20 years old and wow and yeah so I walk in and I speak to the young men in the morning and young ladies in the afternoon and I just fell in love with it I was like nah this is this is the end goal for me mm-hmm. so then um get out of the get out of the Marine Corps and things like that come back to Houston and now I'm trying to do it now I'm trying to do it then reality kicks in it's like hey these big motivations that you motivational speakers that you see and you know, they've had X amount of years in a game. So mm-hmm. I used to walk around, I used to have to go around and beg to do it for free. I was like, right. I, I, I do it for free. Like, like, just let me speak. I just want to be heard. Just let me speak. And then finally word of mouth got to it and I got a call and uh, I've had a couple pain. Uh, I've had a little bit more than a couple pain. Gigs. <laughs> yes. For a second, but then, yeah. So, um, so I, I've done it. I've done it. I'm always open to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah how long have you been doing it uh since july of 2012 wow that's a long time i'm over here off and on though so it's not like something that's been really constant because i've had times where i've um i've stepped back away from it to handle life things and Mm -hmm. things of that nature so but but definitely that uh research and i think i mean i have my couple i have my favorites that i listen to but (laughs) <laughs> that's so would you ever want to do like a ted talk ever in life if they ever came about oh yeah most definitely i love ted uh, talks yeah talks. most definitely i think uh, uh i think just with that i think uh for me i, I just want to be authentically me you know mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of, i know a lot of uh motivational speakers that they get they get bogged down into into being who their initial story right people fall in love with and and then so you don't really see the growth in them but mm-hmm. I gotta be for me I have to be authentically me mm-hmm. I'm about to say I might you know I'm, I'm gonna tell it I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell it like it is I'm gonna speak from the heart I right. might cut a little bit so <laughs> so do you do you have any um any goals as far as motivational speaking or are you focused on one of these particular jobs right now um well yeah my goal in motivational speaking is to be is to one do it full time mm-hmm. and to two and to two be the biggest motivational speaker in the world yeah and, and and to three and to and to three is to you know spark is to hopefully spark a mind in somebody that'll do something that better change the world so right right that is super cool before we go I want to ask you this. What about any type of like, men, well, I say mentoring and I'm saying mentoring for young men because young women, we got a lot. We got a lot of stuff. We got everything. We don't need nothing. But young men, I feel like they don't really have anything. So would you be open? It doesn't have to be like 10 people, but like what about two people or three people, young men to kind of motivate them to get to reach a goal? Of course. I think, uh, of course that. I mean, I think, I think, um, I won't say this, it's crazy. Will Smith said this. He said, if you're not using, you know, your God-given ability to make somebody else 
uh, better, you're committing spiritual suicide. And yes. for me, and for me, it's like I can't. You know, I have I have younger brothers. Um, mm -hmm. Like I'm 29. I have a brother that's 20, and twin, a set of twin brothers that are 19. So wow. then for so then so you know they're just getting into uh, manhood mm -hmm. and things like that. So I I but I can't just leave it at just them. You know, mm -hmm. I gotta. I definitely anybody anybody anytime you know if they want to you know hit me up you know i'm definitely i'm definitely here for it even even whether it's the younger generation whether it's a millennial based group you know anything mm -hmm. so yes i, I had to i want to see everybody win at the end of the day see i have to ask that i i had to ask that because i i always ask everybody that and i feel like a lot of people that i've had on here are good people to where they can mentor someone to reach a certain goal and you know we never know some young man might want to be a motivational speaker or project manager or any of these things so i just want to put these things out there to hopefully inspire someone else to reach their goals but to also understand it's life it happens Definitely. as long as you don't get stuck in the traps you will be fine so yeah i feel like you dropped a lot of keys a lot of information that these that anybody could learn from um and just kind of seeing a different side of it because we always see the woman side of it so i'm glad that we were able to see the guy side of it my question you don't have kids right no no okay. no <laughs> so my question to you is what would you tell your eight-year-old self um as far as if they were going through a hard time what could you tell your eight-year-old self to inspire well well i would tell my eight-year-old self because i was probably a little ignorant at eight <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was a little hard-headed at eight but uh well, what i would tell what i would tell myself is that you know it's okay you know it's okay um it's okay not to be okay you mm -hmm. know it's okay you know it's okay to feel pain it's okay to feel uh to feel hurt it's okay it's okay to it's okay to go through something bad because mm -hmm. without bad times we wouldn't know what good times felt like so mm -hmm. i think i think a lot of times me at eight and then going through moving forward i think some of the things that i went through i shelter i, I kind of like shelled up to protect myself and protect my emotions and things like that mm -hmm. and to you know where i grew up and and how i grew up is to not seem weak and things like that but i you know i would tell myself it's okay because mm -hmm. it, it would have saved a lot more uh pain and things i would have went through in my early to mid-20s then and then if i would have had known that and actually practiced that from an early right. age right yes that's a good message because guys don't deal with their emotions very well Not at all so yeah that, and that's why i said mentoring because i feel guys need that kind of you know guidance when it comes to communication or their emotions or you know understanding what weakness is because a lot of times people just think everything is weak you everything you do is weak if you do it this certain way sure. so yeah i think that that's good um i'm definitely going to keep you in mind for other subjects i'm definitely going to share your social medias with other people so hopefully somebody can contact you if they want to be involved in anything like this um especially involved in houston um but I don't know, do you have any last messages for the people that you can give any type of advice or wisdom to us? I would say communicate. I would say definitely communicate, have the conversation. I think um, um, using myself as an example, um, 
I'm the second of five. You know, I'm the second of five. There's four boys, one girl. My sister being the oldest. Um, wow. Sister being the oldest, but you know, my sister's 32. I'm 29. I have brothers 20 and the twins are 19. So me and my sister caught like a different level of our parents than my brothers did. Mm -hmm. Especially when we were, especially my parents were really, really young. They were 16 and 17 when they had my sister. They were 19 and 20 when they had me, you mm -hmm. know? So then I, in that conversation, cause there's some things that I couldn't figure out as a man and things like that. And I actually had to talk to my dad about it. And he, he and, you know, we actually had that conversation about, hey, um, you know, he was like, hey, I was 20, you know, I was 20 with two kids in college, you know, I was, you know, I was still trying to figure out how to be a man, let alone a father. So I got, so, you know, got raised how he was raised and, you know, versus, you know, my little brothers. And I always said the only thing I'm really jealous about my little brothers is the fact that is the fact that they're so in tune with how they feel and they have no problem expressing that. Mm -hmm. And they, they'll they tell you in a heartbeat, no, that's not for me, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. No, I'm gonna move this way and and completely move. And it took me a while to get to that point. So I would say any, any type of, you know, trauma and stuff that you have, you know, definitely communicate and confront that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's a big message because in our culture, we don't do that. So that is a very big message. I don't know if it's therapy or maybe a mentor like Mr. Justin here or someone that you need for clarity. I mean, there's someone for everything. I just feel like you guys have to go out there and look for it and get the help that you need. But don't be afraid to get the help that you need because it's only going to better you. That, that's how that works. So yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you so much justin for being here with us and giving us your story and your your back line before i go i'm like forgetting the main question guys what was your 2020 like with your business and these things that you work at what was it like in 2020 Does it uh, well, well project managing it was slow because uh we work in in hospital systems Mm -hmm. So that pulls back a little bit, but business-wise, as a business consultant, mm -hmm. brand builder, and things like that, it it, it and honestly uh, went up because uh, it'll okay. 2020, 2020 was the was the year that everybody decided that they wanted to uh, start their own business and things mm -hmm. like that. So then it's like, hey, what do I need here? How do I do this and stuff like that? And mm -hmm. so then, so my business was able uh, to survive and uh, and actually turn a little, turn some profit last year. Good, that is very good. So in your business consulting, do you have like a website or something for them? Uh, it's currently being worked on. I think okay. I've had I've had a couple bad shakes with uh with uh, uh web developers and building a website. I know. So <laughs> definitely, so I've been letting um. So now I'm, I'm working on building uh, on building my own, mm -hmm. but I've been so far for me. I've been without any social media for it or any mm -hmm. website for it. I've been word of mouth. Okay, I've just been pretty much. I've been pretty much hey letting them talk to me and getting a feel for me because at the end of the day, everybody with business is like you know when you do a personal business like a one on one type mm -hmm. thing or you know where you actually have to talk to somebody um the biggest thing that i would say is they got to believe in you yes so, got to believe in you before they believe in your business so them believing in you because at the end of the day with being a business consultant is you're trusting me to make you more money mm -hmm. if this is how you feel if this is how you feed your family 
and it's not just a side hustle for you, this is how you feed your family, or if it is a side hustle that you want to turn into a main thing, you're definitely serious. So you have to, so for me, I have to, you know, I pretty much have to sell myself before I sell what I can do. Right. So, so do they get like a free consult or anything for the first time? Oh yeah, most definitely. Okay. Yeah, most so definitely. Tell the people yeah. what, what he got here. Yeah, tell the people, yeah, yeah, definitely that. I mean, uh, first, you know, first consult, first consult, I'll definitely, will, uh, I'll definitely look over in the first, and the first 30 minute conversation is completely, is completely free, uh, mm -hmm. completely free. I mean, any, um, any one of my socials, mm -hmm. I, I definitely, I'll definitely, I'm definitely responding to all right now. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, whether in any industry, whether it's I have a couple models that I work with, apparel wear that I work with, um, people that everything. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get, you gotta get it these days. Yes. So, so it, it, any of that. So, uh, I do that. I do a lot of market research for people and and things of that nature to really, and I'm I'm, I take. I like I, I take my clients' businesses personally as if they're my own. That's good. Um, so you'll you you don't have to worry about hey hey the, how many clients do you have right now? Regardless regardless of the matter is regardless of the matter is when I'm talking to you, you're the only one that matters at that time. That's oh that was a big key. Y'all need to just drop that in all y'all businesses when you're dealing with a customer. That's the only person that matter at that moment, not everybody else that you need to deal with. Oh my God, that is such a big thing. I deal with that as a customer and it bothers me. So yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I have a lot of my family members that are trying to build their own businesses. So that would be a great opportunity. Um, and one of them is in Houston and she's trying to do her thing, but she's young. And so I think she needs a little bit of help, but um, I'm definitely going to send them to you. You guys yeah. make sure, run up to social media. If you need him, um, contact him. Obviously he said he's willing to respond to you guys. And, you know, hopefully if you need a motivational speaker, you have one. So, yeah, that's all that I have for you guys. I feel like that was informational for me. Um, but hopefully you guys got some keys from that and that you can take home and use in your daily life. Um, thank you for inspiring young men. Thank you for being the way that you are. And hopefully we can bring more people to you so that you are able to inspire more. That's the goal. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. We will see him back soon because I have some other stuff for him. But thank you so much for being awesome. Thank you guys for supporting. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and check us out on Spotify and YouTube. Peace. Definitely.